it's my understanding, I have it on good authority, that yeah. during the final third of Schindler's List, like when things are really bad, yeah, they played uh, Burn Rubber on me. Yeah, on the set, just to, yeah, to, so people didn't really think they were, you know, things were that bleak and, you know. Uh, Mr. Spielberg, we could either bring in Robin Williams to cheer up the, the cast and crew, or I have this A-track of the Gap Band. Decker, Decker, Decker! No brainer. It seems appropriate. <laughs> I like that that's my Spielberg, and then my George Lucas is, I always saw it as a nine-part series. I like that George Lucas is sort of like if Chewbacca could talk. It's the same tone. <laughs> That's right. It is Ear and Loathing. It's the podcast with a whole lot of studs and very few turkles. <laughs> you have to look. I mean, they're there. I mean, yeah, they're, they're around, but mostly studs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we are the three studs of Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros, and we happen to be, say it with me, the number, number one, one rockers, rockers forever. <sighs> Yeah. Oh my God! Fucking you guys over there. <laughs> That's an entire crowd saying in unison. Oh my God! You guys, no way. <laughs> <laughs> we now are saying that so slowly that we are actually indeed rocking it forever. That's right. Um, so I am joined today by the foxiest of media darlings. Um, still broadcasting from the Moppy Free Zone. And uh, why don't you say hello to the people? Hi, I'm George White. I'm still missing Moppy, but I got my new pal, Fridgy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you unplug Fridgy, by the way? Yes, Damon. Fridgy is unplugged. Thank you. Because this, you know, Fridgy's a cute name and everything, but uh, it was about to get serious real quick. He doesn't like it, but I told him, like, it's like you get to take a rest. You know, he <laughs> believed me, so, you know. All right. So, anyway, I also heard another uh, giggling friend over there, and he's calling from the North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star, and he's also Fridgy's North Star. Say hello. Baringa! My life was on the skids until Jesus offered me the keys to paradise. Paradise? Wow! He must know somebody! <laughs> I wondered where that was going. <laughs> what are the chances? Got a little dose of Jesus we like to inject into every episode. Easter talk and Jesus, two things we always cover. That's right. That's right. And you must. You must cover them. That's right. Well, another thing we must do, but sadly, this is our last installment of... A little thing that we like to call Gitmo Memory Lame. Now, what is Gitmo Memory Lame? It is little uh, nubbins from each of one of our episodes. We are celebrating our 50 years of glorious broadcasting here. <laughs> We've been t kind of taking one little chunk at a time of funny little nuggets from each each episode. And, and we'll see if the lads can identify what segment they're from. It's boring. It takes too long. But we seem to enjoy it. Got to get through it. 
We got to get through it. We have to. Dude, they, these fuckers won't have that this segment to kick around after today, so... You know, deal with it. It's in the contract. We have to do it. The network's making us do this. <laughs> they said do a best of episode. We said, uh-uh, uh-uh, always new content, but we will split this up into four seconds. So let's g- give Aaron a little taste of the theme song because I know he loves it. So that's what madness sounds like. Madness. True madness. I thought you said magic, because I yeah. thought it was magic. A little bit of both. So, all right. This is, like, like I said, the last 10, you know, that gets us up to episode 50. When we get to episode 100, we can do this again. All right? Swell. By my calculations, 50 more years. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, let's get this going here. What do you say? Do it. Number one. What episode or segment did this come from? I'm not even sure I know. <laughs> Suburban punk sticking it to pedestrian laws. I remember who said it, and I don't remember why, though. I remember <laughs> I remember what... As usual, I remember nothing. You know what? As we're discussing it, I think it's coming to mind. Now, it is episode two, so really early in the show's history, and it was the kiss... Um, the bad kiss, not the good kiss, the bad kiss. The X and Sex. Yeah, the X and, the X and Sex episode, sex. and then our first appearance of our friend Eric Clapton. And Ooh. so it was, let's see, da, 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 da. and it was back in the day when we would do like three topics in the Kibbutz yeah, Corner. Yeah, everybody had was, to do a thing. Yeah. yeah, that was excessive. And I think what we were talking about was Aaron going to the Ramones... And then I was telling you guys the story oh. of the... Th- I, in other words, I know the story. I know the context of the story. I don't remember why we brought it up on the show. It was the punker kids in South Pasadena who waited at the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. Instead of crossing against the flashing red light, they, they waited <laughs> for the oh, cycle right. to go through. Yeah, right. I remember yeah, that. I mean, yeah. anarchy first, but dude, that's a stale yellow. So. <laughs> yeah. The counter is down to nine. I don't think we can make it, even if we <laughs> I don't, I don't think we can. I mean, it's hard to run with these suspenders and around my ankles, and it's a fucking whole thing. It's a whole to-do. <laughs> right. And then Aaron just yells, well, it, was, it was them going to the Denny's, and you yells, Johnny, right? Yeah. Joey! <laughs> Joey! Right? What a twat. And your buddy was just mortified. He just sort of like... Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Fucking your cool guy. older friend, right? <laughs> Aaron was talking, like all excited, talking, did you see the remotes? I saw the remotes. And, he, and, and Kevin just like slides into an alley and disappears. <laughs> You never see him again. <laughs> Ooh, and he would have been right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, you know, as I to- mentioned last time, these sometimes we're going to get some that are very recent, and so they should be easy for you guys, but knowing how your brain cells work, you just never know. Okay, so here it is. Don't go full kid. No, I know this one. Recent. Very recent. Can I guess? Do it. Yeah. I feel like it's the one. Was it the My Name is Michael? I got a nickel. And no. No. No, not that. Okay. All right. More recent than that, even. Yep. In fact, it's about as recent as you can get on this segment because it's from episode 50. <laughs> and what was the kid thing? What is it? Do you remember, Aaron? Yeah. It was the uh, uh, Damon's torture song for me uh, of the uh, goddamn Earth Kids. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Earth, the Earth Day Kids with the Spelling Bee t-shirts. We figured out that like a, there was a similar song a year or so earlier with kids singing, but it was also good country singers singing it. 
And so this was right. all kids singing the entire song, the verses and the choruses. And we said the reason it didn't work is because they went full kid. Right. 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 As you'll recall. <laughs> yeah. Now I do recall that, yes. <laughs> I even thought it was like when you said that there was bigger kids in the back that were probably smoking J's in between sessions. There were taller kids in the back or something of, oh. the, of the little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't say for sure that happened, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next one. Jimmy Page's whoopee cushion. <laughs> Jimmy Page's whoopee cushion? Yes. Oh. So it has to be in the, the, the Sean, the, the, the P. Diddy, Jimmy Page collaboration one, the Godzilla? That is a good guess, but it is not correct. Oh, okay. Mm. I will give you a hint. Mm. Maybe it'll unroll for you at that point. It's another band that Jimmy Page was in. The Firm? Okay, where do you go with that? Radioactive. When was the, the band named The Firm on our podcast? Oh, 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 it was uh, the, um, isn't that stupid fucking song about Star Trek? <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> right. The Star Trek song. Right. I forgot that's the name of that band, right? I remember, I think Dalton is still scarred from having to deal with that. Well, he shouldn't have come on the cast. This was about. But that song particularly, it's just fucking, it was annoying. It was fingernails on a blackboard. It wasn't even, well, oh, that's just dumb. It was scary. <laughs> right. That was Muskrat Love. And I had the Eddie Murphy, White mm-hmm. Michael Jackson weird thing. Whatever yeah. that's called. <laughs> oh, you so had the Star Trek thing, right? Yeah. It's, imagi- it's yeah. amazing that he still can think or, or, yeah. or ne- negotiate, you know, traffic. <laughs> yeah, he was he was beat up. We beat a him broken up. Broken man. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> so I guess the context, I didn't find it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was something about how because that novelty band was called the firm, predated Jimmy Page's firm band, by the way. And um we were saying that what if Jimmy Page had turned his firm into a comedy act and then somehow we got to whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing bits. <laughs> Going in a different direction, guys. <laughs> I can tell you something right now. Jimmy Page is not a funny man. No. I know I can say that with great certainty. Right. He's not funny. He's not a funny person. <laughs> Satan's funnier than him. My impression. <laughs> that Satan, you could kind of josh with him a bit, you know? Yeah, because Satan has to be charming. He gets it, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's got to sneak it in and then suddenly reveal himself to be a, a bastard. But right. Jimmy Page is just weird and just hanging out with... 10-year-old broads. <laughs> John Paul Jones' reaction to being left out of the Led Zeppelin reunion is funnier than Jimmy Page. <laughs> I'll tell you that, too. JPJ is hilarious <laughs> compared to those other three weirdos. <laughs> I think, do you think Bonham was funny? Bon- Bonham was funny. I'll bet you Bonham was funny just as, like, a sloppy-ass drunk. You know? Right. Like, and, right. like, and that's not funny. Like, that's the funny he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny <laughs> laughing at him, like... Bonham was the type of guy who would drink, like, two bottles of vodka, and then you could just draw penises on his head. Right. <laughs> but no one could think to do that, because the rest of the guys aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, Jimmy Page would, would, would chime in with a pentagram. Yeah, it's like, dude, right. that's not good. Way to fuck it up, Jim. It's yeah. not funny at all. It's not funny. <laughs> Jesus, we're all having a good time drawing cocks. And you come in, we do fucking weirdo shit. <laughs> but you and Belzebub go get a fuck up, make some tea, would you? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a funny bit right there. He's, he passes out drunk with the vodka, and, and Jimmy starts getting, he goes, I got something funny we can do. And he starts drawing, you're like, Oh, is it going to be a cock? He starts drawing, like, like it's, oh, it's circle. Oh, well, that is oh, a little pointy. That's, huh. that's a, pe- oh, that's a pen. That's a pen. Oh, that's not, um, uh, oh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> does it smell like soot in here, you guys? <laughs> 
Jimmy, I didn't know you knew Latin. (laughs) It's so so like hickory in here now. (laughs) It's mesquite. (laughs) All right, next one. Motivated gals. I got zero. I love this one. This is an Aaron quote. Is that something to do with Duran Duran? No. So that women would be motivated to buy things? Nope. Huh. Huh. Gals. I'm sure Duran Duran got to sample plenty of this in their time, but it wasn't specifically about them in this instance. Mm, I don't know. This was about the three input gal oh. who won that brachitz. <laughs> oh, right. Wow, that was a weird brachitz. Bless her heart, dude. It was a th- things that come in threes, and uh, the three input gal just kept, you know, you know, pardon the pun, creaming her 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 competition. Competition. <laughs> yeah, that turned on us fast. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I regret nothing. No, leave it in the stage. Good. Leave it in the stage. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is from episode eighteen. So going back quite a ways, the quote is Paul Abdul's pussy boyfriend. Now, it's pretty obvious what the segment is, right. but what's the context? I remember. I do not. It must be forever, forever your girl. That's right? good. George and, gets yeah, half a it's point. He's such a fucking wiener, that dude. He's like, oh, tell me. She has to keep saying, I, I, look, I love you, buddy. I love you. Like, yeah. Just calming him down, talking him off the ledge. He's like, <laughs> Daniel's like his butcher brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Hill's ineffective wingman. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so so she finally gets to the point. He goes, "Well, how long are you gonna love me? All right, I'm forever your girl. Jesus, leave me alone." We said forever. forever. Yeah, sarcastic. <laughs> no one knew. No one knew it was a layered song like that. She was being sarcastic. Say forever and then infinity. Okay, forever infinity. <laughs> okay, you gonna hang up? No, you hang up. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll hang up. Let's fall asleep together. <laughs> I think Paula rewarded that with a nice fat clicker. The clicker. Uh, is Arsenio there? <laughs> All right. Now, there's no qu- when you hear this quote, there's no question who it came from. But what was the context? Songs about Jarlsberg cheese. <laughs> I think it's from you, right? <laughs> no. 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 Oh. And by the way, George, just because you don't know doesn't mean it's not from you. <laughs> you know, I know. I, 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 don't. But I don't know. Th- in this I case, it is not leaving one solitary Gitmo standing alone. Pardon the pun, but the cheese stands alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't either. Um, Aaron obviously said it, and it was in the Wasp episode, <laughs> and also Crash Test Dummies. I, so I think it was in the Wasp segment. I don't remember the context. I thought you guys could help me with that. Maybe like craft services on the on the on the uh, on the set in on the video show or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the depressing craft services table. Maybe. I don't, yeah. Well, it looks like that's one know. where it's going to be lost that's to the a mystery, yeah. sands of time unless Aaron listens to it and lets us know. <laughs> but I don't want to listen to Wasp. <laughs> there, therein lies the conundrum. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have it. to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one has been, uh, you know, kind of referenced a few times, but I believe this is the first time we talk about it. That tiresome Laurel Canyon crowd. <laughs> mm, it could be a lot of things. Yep. I, rem- I remember. I remember the context. I don't remember the episode, but I remember the context. It was episode nine, so uh, also going way back. Uh, go ahead. Was Aaron. you? You? It was. Damon talking about uh, um, 
all those all those fools who are like uh, can't get enough of talking about uh, how playing at the Troubadour was the last time things were good at all in any kind of way. Oh, like built this city? <laughs> yeah, but I guess it was after that, though, right? If it was nine, but it was the same people. Yeah, the same crowd. It's it, the the song was uh, "All She Wants to Do Is Dance," co-written yeah. by another star of the podcast, the Cooch. The Cooch. The Cooch, right? And so he and and all those douchebags from the Laurel Canyon scene, you know, put together a band. Well, I don't even remember what they were called, like the In Crowd or some bullshit. The and Coochies. Then, yeah. The- <laughs> Uh, and then they just went out on tour and did all those stupid songs. Um, and so I just, I'm just remain tired of that whole crowd and, and they're, they're boomers celebrating being boomers. And so I'm done with them. Fuck them. All right. (laughs) Agreed. Forbes magazines, recommendations for the best handies in the U (laughs) S I don't know what that is, but I wish I said it. <laughs> I kind of think you did, George. <laughs> did I? <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Forbes gets involved. Like, typically not about, like, it's not like Maxim. They couldn't avoid it, huh? They just said, even Forbes got in on this. <laughs> We're out of ideas, guys. Uh, so <laughs> Ten best party schools and handies. Which are we taking? <laughs> well, again, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure. It's from the Sticks. Um, robot guy no <laughs> episode and uh rupert holmes we just talked speaking of robots we had rupert holmes answering machine on that episode and um i think i started off with the kibitz corner about the what is the actual number one rock and roll city oh oh right, right. yeah yeah right. And, right. We were, and we were talking about all the different cities cleveland and san francisco and la and new york and blah 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 and then at one point it devolved as it tends to do on this show into us talking about an app like an app to get the best handy <laughs> in each U.S. city. <laughs> and then it became a magazine article by Forbes magazine. <laughs> now, don't ask me how we got from A to B to Z, but that's what I believe the context was. To H. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's great. All the president's men and George. <laughs> and George, too. All right. Oh, uh, Bernstein and White. Yep. Oh, because it's 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 making fun of my research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this was the time that you actually did do good research, right? As we were celebrating you. Oh, okay. It's I the exception that, that proves the rule. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I don't remember what, what what it was from. I don't either. I don't. It's well. Let me see. It was episode four. He had a dizzying amount of facts one time. Yeah, it was. Let's see, episode forty-seven. Had to be kiss, right? <laughs> oh, I remember. I was I was gobsmacked because the, the, the itsy bitsy ranch guy, itsy bitsy mansion guy, who wrote, oh right, playground in my mind. Also, his daughter is the girl from Run Joey Run. Run. Joey Run. Daddy, right. please don't. And I hadn't didn't find that in my research, and I was I was just that I did. You're yeah, right. <laughs> that George like fell backwards into a vat of soup, and came up with that. With a fact, he's a, a wash in facts. Yeah, so that was that was uh, a beautiful development in was. pivotal moment in ear and loathing history for sure. <laughs> and sadly, we come to the end of our scurry down Gitmo memory lame until episode one hundred when we can revive this joy. <laughs> and the number fifty entry in this beautiful segment is. K 
cancer kazoos. Kazoos. <laughs> It's almost like Family Feud, the way you say this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around and just puts one elbow on the desk and he sort of looks over at the board. Can't say good How are you, darling? How are you, darling? He got Mumbling. canceled a long time ago for all those kisses. It's just, he got canceled years and years yeah. ago because of it. <laughs> but he, he laughed all the way to the fucking herpes clinic. So. Yeah. Cancer kazoo. I don't, I don't know. He was playing a cancel kazoo. Thank you. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Do you know, Aaron? Uh-uh. It was Bobby Boris Pickett's impression <laughs> of the monster talking. That's right. <laughs> and he sounded like he, he had lost his... He, he had a tracheotomy. Yeah, yeah. He had a voice box. And then somebody <laughs> says, I was like a cancer kazoo. <laughs> Which was our Halloween episode with the great Charlie. With oh, Charlie, my, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Candy and all three songs are really good and yeah, it was, it was a it was saucy a show for having a child involved. <laughs> well, his dad was there, come on, and Charlie's hip. Yeah. He is. So, all right. Well, we bid adieu to the Gitmo memory lame. Now, as we as we walk off into the distance, let's say goodbye to this theme song one last time. Start pumping their arms and marching during that. It doesn't have a soul. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. And now we promise even more fun because we're about to check in with a little tobacco stained imp that we like to call <laughs> Clem Clemson. Clem Clemson Jr. Sr. the third Esquire. It's like Larry Mullen Jr. He's his own uncle. <laughs> Hey, Larry Mullen, you're just Larry Mullen. Your dad's not in the band, okay? All right, so anyway, Clem Clemson Jr. steps forward, and uh, he has he has a lot of thoughts about you two, Larry Mullen Sr. and Jr. He's going to let us fill us in on all of his thoughts, because we didn't talk enough about you two before. No. Here we go. Hi, Larry. Welcome to Cabot's Corner. Well, Clem, if you'd been there for the discussion, you could have laid down that point, and we we all would have agreed with you, but sorry. No. Too little, too late. But Clem, he was useful in that he opened the door and let Aaron in for his kibitz corner. Hey! All right! Um, I wanted to take this chance to uh, do another episode of the legal story that everybody loves, Gitmo Defense! I want a disclaimer here. We are not attorneys, but we do have law degrees and we're licensed to practice law in many states. Right. It's like legal zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to refresh your memories, you fuckers. This is Gitmo Defense. Yep. And as you're no doubt aware, we, the Gitmo Bros, as Damon just said, we're legal experts. 
I think that's clear. It's been all you have to do is review our work. And here on Gitmo Defense, we'll offer counsel to those in need. And each episode, should we continue it, will address a particular strategy to assure your defense is successful should you ever be facing serious legal trouble. Now, we will, uh, over, over time, cover all kinds of uh, things that you need to be aware of. Last time we did the food court of public opinion. What you shouldn't be eating out there, <laughs> and uh, and now for episode two, it's called "Dress to Impress or They're Pressing Charges." <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, for here, I'll start us off like I did last time, and we'll just vibe on it and see where where we end up. And um, I've broken it down into a couple of categories, and we can like I'm guessing that you guys will hear these vibe on some of them and we can go back and you can pepper them up uh, and go back to them if you like. And I'll remind you what I said so you can add yours or just go on a whole other different thing. So I'll start it off here. Again, this is things that you should not wear in our legal advice. You shouldn't wear this if because the jury might see you out there in the world. The judge might see you out there in the world. Private investigators probably follow. Private you, investigators right? fucking can see it and spot you and you'll look guilty. You look like a shitty person. So the first example, I think, would be personalized T-shirts. I think that's a no-fly zone. <laughs> so I think, like, I'm a stupid fe- fe- female body inspector or <laughs> mustache rides. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a no-kid, too. <laughs> Maybe avoid a shirt that says, I'm with guilty. <laughs> and it's just pointing at your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like my other, it's like my other T-shirt, and it's just like convict stripes. Like, oh, no, you're not even trying. <laughs> I went to Sing Sing for 45 years, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> I went to, on an Alcatraz tour and stayed. <laughs> I thought, too, that like certain sports teams are just fucking no dice. And that's obviously the Raiders. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna, you can't wear that because it just looks like you're in with a bad crowd. And I figure, too, any Philadelphia team, because they're just hoodlums. They throw yeah. batteries at Santa. Fuck them. Those are the only two the stadiums that used to have a jail in them. <laughs> oh yeah, huh. the new ones don't. I don't think, but the old ones did. Oh, I don't. I don't want to bust him, but I actually know something about. <laughs> Never mind. Were- I don't want to say it. <laughs> something about stadium jail uh, and a friend of ours. I'll, I'll oh, tell okay. you guys. Someone off, you have a friend air. that went to stadium jail <laughs> in Oakland. Wow. Yeah, you could keep yeah. them anonymous. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't want to say. Uh, Former okay. guest of the show. Let me say that. Oh, <laughs> it was Charlie, wasn't it? <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Um, he gets very upset when. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to bring it up. He knows where I live. He's going to come and cut me, dude. It was the refs were bad that game. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> that was not fucking holding. <laughs> I would say that novelty ties. So spinning bow ties, fucking no way. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Garcia ties from back in the day, especially on drug wraps. Yeah. Ties that play songs if you press a hidden button. <laughs> Not even a piano tie. Not even a piano tie. No, no. hell no. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's a fashion crime. Um, yeah. I would say, too, certain band shirts. Some band shirts say okay. Uh, you know, and that might be a fun list, too. But certain band shirts are no dice. I would think Slayer, uh, <laughs> Cannibal Corpse, <laughs> uh, Dead Kennedys, or like the Crucifix. You know, (laughs) (laughs) no dice on those. And then the last one uh, I have on my list would be vacation wear. So that would be like Hawaiian shirts, uh, Bermuda shorts, and then those 
was thinking about those shorts that uh, are long, like board shorts, but they have an illustrated crab printed on them. So it looks like he's pinching the wearer's balls. Pinching your cock. Right. Yes. (laughs) Not a good. No. (laughs) So those are the ones that like off the top of my head. So you guys take other categories. You can go back and and do uh, do some of those other the same categories and add to that. Uh, but what what kind of what kind of ideas do you have for the uh, the possibly guilty of today? Former ex president was indicted today again, which is awesome. So we'll see what happens there. So maybe advice for people in his crowd. Well, that brings me to one thing I thought of immediately, and I thought of of, of Phil Spector. No crazy wigs. <laughs> no crazy wigs. It looks and, like you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> just it looks like. No Afro wig and Donald Trump right there. Like you might mm-hmm. want to, I don't know what his regular hair looks like or if that, just no crazy wigs. That's just not a, says you're not taking the charges seriously. Yeah. You don't care. It's making a mockery of this court. Totally. If your wig yeah. means that you have to duck down to get through the door of the courtroom, <laughs> don't wear that wig. Yeah. Don't wear that, it. That's not a good wig. No, especially when you're like wig. 5'1". Yeah, right. <laughs> Phil Spector still If people know you're bald, just go with that. <laughs> don't don't try to put a, you know, any kind of wig hey, on. He was just responsible be- for the wall of sound and the wall of, uh, you know, hair. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so what else you got? So that's good. That's good. You know, because hair is an accessory. Come on. Everybody yeah, can. Everybody is. knows that. Um, and uh, so like what else you think? You know, there's certain things that like I would say fun socks. <laughs> because like, right. I, I, yeah. you know, that's important. Like, I, I like the idea of fun socks. People who have fun socks seem to have it all figured out and I applaud them. But like, maybe if you're, if you're on trial, you know, you got to back up. There's certain, like, you can't like home of Big Ben on there. Like, and it's a picture of a dick or something like you can't, you can't wear those. <laughs> oh, like where it comes down, like the head of a cock, like yeah. right by your, like sticking out of your, yeah, those were good. Ones. That's a good one. Remember that? Those were good. I'm gonna get me a pair of that. That's great. But you know what? I, I, I will I will argue a little bit, Aaron. I think in a Richard Ramirez kind sure. of way, where one of the jurors fell in love, I think if a lady in the jury, if you're you know a foxy looking dude, a, a lady might think, oh, he's fun. That's great. I like his socks. <laughs> she might think you're playful and fun. He couldn't have done it. Someone with teddy bears in their socks. Oh, look, he someone. has beagles on his. He must be right, a beagle right. guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's great. Like, what? <laughs> he's not evil. He's quirky. No, yeah, that's oh. Daffy Duck. <laughs> so there's that, like, there's certain kinds of pants maybe that you that you think that you might want to stay away from that are out there. So like the way they're cut or, you know, like parachute okay. pants, probably, you know, that sends a message. Parachute pants. <laughs> parachute pants. Like hammer style, right? Right, right. Hammer right. style pants. No genie. No, no genie, genie pants. pants. Genie weightlifter right. pants. You know, <laughs> Zubass. Like that thing. <laughs> Z- Zubas? Yeah. Zubas? What were they called? Zubas? Yes. Zubas, I think, yeah. <laughs> no, Zubas an exercise. I think they were called Zuba. Zubas. Zubas? Zubas. Something like right. that. I know what you're talking about, though. Usually it was a sports team on there. So any other kind of pants ringing a bell? Or is there like... Um... I would say like Daisy Dukes. Yeah, I was going to say culottes are out. You know. <laughs> like really short, short Daisy Dukes. Especially if you're a guy. <laughs> like Richard Ramirez. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. I'm going to let you in the courtroom that way. The judge wouldn't let let you in. Is it mitigated by by somber socks? <laughs> right. Well, if you're going to say the Daisy Dukes, I think right away what 
comes to mind for me that matches well with those, or in this case, terribly, is no mesh shirts. <laughs> no. No mesh. Yeah, right. No, for men or ladies, no mesh shirts. If, even if you have a bra underneath or whatever, another shirt, you know, what have you, it, no mesh, nothing mesh. Right. I don't care if the AC's out and it's August in, uh, in downtown LA. You got to, you know, yeah. button up a tie. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fun tie. Yeah. No mesh. No mesh shirts. No mesh shirts is a good note. I like that one. No trying to adventurously bring back a fashion from decades past. Like, as we discussed earlier, I think before the show, leg warmers. Probably <laughs> don't want to wear leg warmers to, into court. Anything from the 80s, like a like a Devo hat or something. <laughs> what if, Painter's hat. What if, your, what if your defense was that you were at dance practice and so you're just trying to push it home? Like, look, I can't, I'm a dancer, baby. I can't get out of I'm these. I'm going things. after this. <laughs> I'm going to dance practice. As a disclaimer, we should say, if that's your strategy, talk it over with your attorney. Mm-hmm. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, they'll let you know why that's a bad look. What about uh, other other things? Anything else? That- I, any sort of novelty headgear, like the Devo hat? I like the Devo like- hat. I like the Devo hat. <laughs> you know, you bring up good things with, with, with headgear, though, like, because, I mean, obviously, no giant foam cowboy hats. Right. That's no. <laughs> Obviously, but like I thought, tell me your opinion. Like, if I wear a bowler, is that too jaunty? Am I too jaunty? Like, is that like that guy's not? Look, I don't like the look of this fucker with his bowler. What's that's not American. Yeah, first of all, I don't, I don't like think that. it's cool for you to wear a hat inside because of the flag and shit, uh, and in front of the well, judge. Yeah, you better dress yeah. like you're fucking going to a funeral, because baby, you might be. <laughs> and plus, with the with the bowler, like you run the risk of someone on the jury having just seen Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. Oh, violence. Yeah. yeah, it's a violent hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not whimsical like a Devo hat. <laughs> I start thinking about footwear and for some reason just the idea of alligator boots just not a good idea. <laughs> I, I don't know why really, but any kind of boot like yeah. that that's a bad guy boot if you will, a <laughs> right. snake skin or a you know even a, even a loafer that's obviously a some skinned, you know, reptile. It, it make that's slimy. It's a slimy look. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a bad guy look. Yeah, you right. look like a right? gangster, and so yeah, you know, you snake skin or or I would say yeah, not no like mink coats either. By the way, more you know, more no, dead no eel skin. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> not one of those shirts that you can get at the fair where like it's an iron on of your face and like your friend who was at the fair with you. Like, it's having a blast at the Ohio <laughs> State Fair. Right. <laughs> right. You can barely tell who's who because it's such bad, like, iron-on. Right, yeah. <laughs> or an iron-on from back in the day. Like, like uh, if you go on, like, how people get I- ironic T-shirts. So, like, somebody yeah. our age gets, like, a Chewbacca one and the iron-on is all fucked up. Like, it's not cool to wear that yeah. Chewbacca out in the world. Because, again, it looks like you've got not a care in the world. You're fucking getting ironic T-shirts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you like the Marshall Tucker band? <laughs> you didn't know who they are. Silver Lake guy, come on. Got that at a thrift store for forty dollars. <laughs> um Go ahead. I was thinking of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Of like nice. what kind of jewelry would be out. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely out. Not the obvious stuff like a lot of rings, no Liberace. You know, not wear a ring that's a you know, a full piano or you know, but what's little things? Can, if I wear a stud earring, is that kind of... I don't think just, you can you wear know, an earring, baby. I think you got to leave those off if you're a fella. You no know, double hoops for sure. Don't 90s on me, but double hoops, <laughs> like, you know, don't go bag on me. Don't go Brian Austin Green. <laughs> don't, My friend! Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, from, from acting school or whatever. <laughs> George, what about the full contingent of Mr. T-Chains? <laughs> yeah, no. That, on a rapper, that's definitely yeah. out. 
yeah, you can't. A rapper, I'm sure a lot of rappers have been to trial and the attorneys have said, <laughs> no, no, not even, not that one. Not the one, no, the one that says pimp. Nope, not that one. <laughs> like just, they're all out, I think. You're right. Or even, I was thinking about bracelets. There was even a, you know, is is, is there a tasteful bracelet yeah, well, a, a med alert, wear? a med alert under protest. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but nothing else. None of those big, you know, remember the chunky ones from the, like the chunky gold nugget ones from like the 80s? Yeah. In fact, like I would those. recommend that our client yeah. wears the med alert, wear two fucking med alerts so they think you're fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Like shit could go bad. We got to push it his way. It's a subtle way of saying, dude, this guy's fucking right. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein bring a walker with tennis balls on. Exactly it right. That's not subtle. Right. That's like that's like <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was pulling shit like Greg Brady style with a fucking neck brace on coming in. Hey, you know, he's like an <laughs> asshole. So, but like, I think the med alert is a much more subtle way of allowing them to see your softness. How about if you have a collection of vintage Elton John sunglasses? <laughs> From the seventies, don't wear those. <laughs> the prescription, yeah. <laughs> the windshield wiper ones, yeah. like these are prescription. No, dressed in that no. Donald Duck outfit he wore at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Sparkly Dodgers uniform. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and also, if you wear a Donald Duck outfit like that, you're gonna. It's really embarrassing because it's not like you can sit down, right? So you're standing in that <laughs> wherever you are. On it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're knocking over potted plants. <laughs> that guy's guilty of my scorn. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's we've covered a lot of ground. I mean, and and you know, I would encourage uh, our listeners to submit uh, any of their own thoughts should they be moved to. Uh, remember, you're not you know a legal expert the way we are, so you know, do it do it sweetly, do it subtly, or else we'll sue you. That's, that's, that's all. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> it's, it's sort of handy because most of our handy. our listeners are either currently convicts or ex-cons, and they could tell us what worked and what didn't for them. Hashtag <laughs> incarcerated currently. <laughs> Hashtag ear and imprisoned. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it. We covered it, man. I think we covered it, and we'll we'll t- tune in. You know, a few decades from now, we'll do episode three. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and it's sound advice yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's goddamn legal advice. And you can't beat the price. <laughs> Here on this episode of Gitmo Defense. All right, do I have to listen to thirty more seconds of that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> But Aaron, when you, I know uh, you got up today and you were kind of concerned about some of our listeners, you know, they may be facing some charges, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the walls are closing in on them. <laughs> and we always have advice, some better than others, but do you feel like we actually provided some good information for our, uh, you know, kind of ne'er-do-well listeners? Yes, I, I, I have my answer and I think so do they. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you're welcome. I have my answer. I have, have my answer. And so... <laughs> all right well there you go that was a fun segment thank you for gitmo defense and now we are going to proceed into a place that aaron was trying to avoid you didn't fool me you didn't fool george you didn't fool any of our listeners in prison or not <laughs> and i think it's time to take you down 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 take it away fred down, down. torture chain okay i'm not gonna bullshit you okay I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Anguish. Anguish. Pain. Torture. 
All right. Well, I am going to use the math that the government wants us to use. And I'm thinking back to the previous episode where it was George getting tortured by... Wait, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, George is being tortured by Aaron and Damon. And Damon went second with... What did I even do? Billy Ballcap. You did Billy. This, uh, that oh, was a rough episode. Oh, right. Buddy. So I was like, listening to it again, was, that was rough. Buddy Butthole. Buddy Brown Butthole. Sure, brutal. Brutal, <laughs> brutal choices. Yeah. And so I believe that means I have to go first today as I torture Aaron. Okay? I love it. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. All right. This is, oh, nothing from a department. It's from the <laughs> National Nerd Fugue State Awareness Month Department. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Fugue State is said in anything. <laughs> it's a musical term. It's a musical term. Look it up. Nerd Fugue State is possibly my favorite utterance from this podcast of all time. Who said that? Did I say that? No, Aaron said it about the, the guy at the, Aaron, at the Star Trek that? movie. Right, right. You know, yeah, they, they did, did this one yesterday. Night. <laughs> and oh, God, the so thing funny. is, that's a story that's been in our, our, the mythology of our lives for decades. And Aaron just fucking crystallized it with those three words. Nerd and it's just so perfect. So I actually had that that phrase in the memory yeah. lane uh, segment, and I said, "No, I'm saving it for for my for my torture." <laughs> the best thing ever said by anyone on this show. I, I think I was wishful thinking that I said it because I love it so much. <laughs> so anyway, you know how we all feel about nerds on this show, and love them. You know, this kind of makes makes you want to embrace Terry Cashman's <laughs> talking baseball song. <laughs> Just hold, hold it in a warm embrace and say, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry, I had no idea this was coming. So I'm just going to start it, and as it plays, I'm going to send you guys some lyrics. It's like, who gives a shit about any of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Tune in next week. That's going to be a pull quote right there. (laughs) Who gives a shit about any of this? (laughs) What I mean is, like this. I hate this song. I hate everything about it. And I, I'm mm. sorry. I actually am truly sorry to subject you guys to this, but here it comes. <laughs> and uh, let's get the song going. Here we go. It was 1977 when the world became alive. A sci-fi movie so profound. Then 20 long years later, it all became a lie when they changed it all around. Any ideas where we're going with this? Uh, no. So it sounds like he's Star talking Wars? about. Yeah, it sounds like he's talking about Star Wars being revamped. Yeah, the new Star yeah, Wars, right. which with 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 the other guy with the double sword and the yeah, know, whatever that guy, the Lucas. Everyone hated Lucas for that. Yeah, okay. You're, you guys are are definitely on the right track. Here we go. With all my always my my intention. Hot <laughs> <laughs> Jabba's tail. The old versions are for sale. I don't know which is worse. They put in all that CGI, and I just wanted to die when I saw Greedo shoot first. All right. Is these the guys? Is this drama Rama? What is that? No. no. <laughs> hey, well, we're about to hit the chorus, and and then once that's over, we'll we'll chat a little bit more about okay. it. Here we go. That's why we say George Lucas raped our childhood. George Lucas raped our childhood. Childhood. That's the chorus. Well, that's so th- they're doing that was a uh, 
well, I don't want to fucking step on your no, go ahead. search. Well, that was that was from a, a South Park episode where they were upset about that and said that. I think, right? Isn't isn't that true? Well, South Park, I believe. I mean, unless I'm totally off base here, I, I think South Park must have just were lampooning this guy, this okay. band, because Who I think these guys these guys are called Hot Waffles. Okay. Oh, that's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're two brothers named Chris and Tim Waffle. Apparently, that's oh. their real name. This is from 2005, and it's from their album "Ready to Laugh." We don't care. To which America replied, clearly. <laughs> uh, so, clearly. <laughs> now, it, what, the reason why I'm not sure about the South Park thing is because that was a phrase after Lucas put out. Um, the nerds started to get, you know, kind of a quiver when he put out those revamped versions of the original Star Wars movies where he changed a bunch of things right. and added CGI oh, and stuff. And that's what right. this first... And all of a sudden, Jabba the Hutt was by the ship and something. And yeah, right. and that's yeah, right. right. <laughs> in the lyrics I sent you, he, you know, Han stepped on Jabba's tail. He's like naming all these little, this minutia. And he's upset about it. And then when the prequels came out, which was one, two, and three, I guess, that's when the nerds' heads really started to explode. Because, and that's when the phrase... George Lucas raped our childhood started to come into vogue. And I guess these Nimrods wrote a song about it. Uh, is that Phantom Menace that was called? The first one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's bad news when you uh, minimize the word rape. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Like, and like, trying to be on. cheeky and... Right. I mean, there's there's two levels of it. There's the, you know, kind of, as you just said, minimizing the word rape, but also... Reacting as if like something so horrible happened to your childhood because a guy put out a movie you didn't like. like. It's so bad. Like who, who gives a fuck? Please. Yeah. <laughs> God well, damn it. And that sound. It's that sound of that. Like it sounds like those eighties novelty punk bands that. But it's you done know? very clumsily. Like this sound. This sounds bad. Like this sounds like two brothers who who. Uh, <laughs> sounds like two brothers like any story <laughs> two brothers named waffles <laughs> again I, I didn't see anything mentioned about south park in my research it wasn't george level research but it was research <laughs> you know i didn't get any calls from woodward or bernstein <laughs> it's a low bar, it's a low bar. <laughs> so i i'm not sure that that's exactly accurate if i'm wrong I'm, i'll be happy to admit it but anyway so this just reminds me like this sort of pulls into focus what i was saying about terry cashman and and, and the baseball song to to which every time i'd stop it i'd say who fucking cares Right. Who cares right. about these stupid old baseball players just because you like them? And so that's the same with this guy. No one cares about how much you love Star Wars and now are, are disappointed that the new movies didn't live up to your phony expectations. That Or that they somehow changed the experience you had when you were young. I mean, you still have that. Yeah. It still happened. <laughs> right. This is another piece of art entirely. Yeah. Fucking relax, asshat. Not s somebody didn't take it over. It's the guy that, that started it. It's his prerogative if he wants to <laughs> do, do what it. Do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, it's his fucking thing. <laughs> he made a bunch more money. And then he gave a billion dollars away. So leave right. yeah, And then sold everything to Disney anyways. And then yeah, he made a bunch yeah. of other shit where now there's so many things. Like, they must be really mad now. There's all <laughs> right. kind of standalone movies. and It's only a matter of time until they make that one I was telling you guys about earlier before we started recording. <laughs> About Chewbacca is Sasquatch. Right, yeah. Like, 
I want to see that one. There's so many things now. It's like <laughs> cartoons in the morning, too, where like all the people in Star Wars are kids and stuff. And yeah. don't they have that? I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about this stuff is is it it's all... And he even mentions this later in the in the song, but he's referring to George Lucas mentioning the fact that he's like, you guys, I wrote these for like 12-year-old kids. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you guys think. And guess what? There's a lot of kids who grew up on only the, the prequels. And they love the they love Jar Jar Binks and stuff. So Oh right. Everyone hated Jar Jar Bink. Yeah. I forgot that. And of yeah. course he mentions Jar Jar in the song too, which is which is fucking stupid. But it's kind of a larger and this Terry Cashman's guilty of this too. It's this larger kind of like existential problem that people have these days. And it also would even apply to a make America great again hat. This is how I kind of boiled it down in my head. People always think that when they were kids, things were better. Right. When you were a kid, you didn't have a mortgage. You didn't have any health problems, you know, for the most part. You, you didn't have like a, a divorce, <laughs> you know, right. you didn't have, right. you didn't have to worry about, you know, paying for food or anything. So everyone looks back on their childhood as this magical time because it kind of was. You didn't have any adult concerns. And so nerds about baseball or about Star Wars or people who think that, like, the country was better, like, politicians, it's it's not. It never was. It was shitty for everyone all the time. It's just you were a kid and you were kind of protected from all that shit. And I don't get why people can't wrap their heads around that. But they, you know, guys in their 40s who are still, like, getting, <laughs> like, crying watching uh, movie previews for the for the new Star Wars movie coming out. You know, grow the fuck up, man. And I'm not saying that as a guy who I used to love Star Wars too. And I even when I see a good version of it these days, I like watching those, like the Obi Wan series or whatever. I thought that was interesting and fun. I would never stop walking out of a room if a person was in there bitching about these things. I would just keep walking out of the room. <laughs> stop <laughs> walking out. <laughs> Still leaving. <laughs> Still leaving. Aaron would build like three more doors into the room just so he could walk out of more. <laughs> Let's hear a little more of this crap. Yeah, okay. I want to hear these other things he's saying. Yeah, I, I did send you guys lyrics, so. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. He kind of, he talked about Han stepping on Jabba's tail. Now, this is from all the uh, the revamped versions of the, of the old movies. And he's already establishing that he's upset about that. And so now we're getting into the uh, the next line. Or the next verse, I should say, where now he's confronting Lucas about the, the prequels. Here we go. I'm looking ahead and I'm already mad. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. George Lucas raped our childhood. George Lucas raped our childhood. George Lucas raped our childhood. But there was more to the story of Leia, Han, and Luke. This guy sounds like he was in a parking lot and, and he dropped... His keys. So he went up and he went to pick up the keys. And then somebody in another car threw their door open and slapped him in the head (laughs) and bashed him into his head. And he dented the door with his head. And then he's left with this personality and singing voice. And then someone put a microphone in front of his face. (laughs) And then they go, go, five, six, seven, eight. And he's playing a Sears guitar out of a Sears amplifier. (laughs) 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 Fucking waffle is right, dude. Sounds like a fucking waffle. Uh, I stopped it right there because I, if you guys remember, this is a total coincidence, but, um, in my talking baseball, I was ta- I was saying like, you know, I don't care what sort of nerd fan dumb you're from. If it's a, like your aunt likes to knit or whatever. And my line about making fun of Star Wars was talking Star Wars, Han and Luke and Leia. And now look at the line he just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there was more to the story of Leia, Luke and Han. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, but there you go. This is the nerds we're dealing with here. Jesus. All right, carrying on. This is a pretty short song. So they went back many years. They made the prequel movie. And this is like David Crosby telling you about how he almost cut his hair. <laughs> like, he's telling us the whole story about when the movies came out. Who cares? What year is this song from? 2005. Okay. And so the the prequel started in 97, I guess, according to his story. Is that right? Whatever they're called. The, the re-releases with all the new CGI effects were like 97. Because he said 20 years later and the first Star Wars is 77. So from 97 to 2005. He's talking about the, the prequels and the revamped. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And the he's talking re- about he's going okay. back and forth. Oh, like Star the, Wars and New Hope. With great right, dexterity, okay. he's going forward and back. And also, like, the, mm-hmm. it had been, if you're considering the, the tail end of Star, the original Star Wars would be 1983, I guess, because that's when the Return of the Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. And so I think his point might be, it's been 20 years since the last Star Wars thing. But who cares? <laughs> like, why are we trying to figure this out? <laughs> I, I, well, I'm interested in when he did this and how, like... 2005. Okay. All right. Jackass. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a little, there's a funny forum. I mean, this is how far back this goes. I found a forum that still exists. It's from 2004. And I forget the name. Oh, it's called originaltrilogy.com. <laughs> so it's a bunch of nerds Jesus getting together Christ. talking about Star Wars. And uh, first of all, this, this commenter who had a great line also has a great uh, screen name. His name is J Turd. <laughs> Just J Turd. <laughs> And uh, in, in 2004 said, personally, I think George Lucas raped Star Wars is more accurate. If Lucas did rape my childhood, he did it with Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, that, that was a great line from <laughs> Jay Turd in 2004. But it also made me realize because this on this one forum post, they were talking about the phrase, not the song. They were talking about the phrase, George Lucas raped our childhood. That phrase predates this song. By at least a year because they were they were talking about it in 2004 on this forum. So just FYI, what a bunch of assholes. If that puts any context there, and I think the last I didn't look it up, but I think the last prequel came out in 2003. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, something like that. I, don't don't quote me on that. I don't even know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't. it really doesn't. <laughs> Who cares? Mm. Um, all right, here we go. Mm. <laughs> so excited I could puke. But then all that came were tears. Episode one just stinks. Remember Jar Jar Binks and how he stepped in poo. You know, nary a giggle from anyone. No, stepped in poo? <laughs> yeah, there was a scene where Jar Jar, you know, stepped in, you know, like Bantha shit or something. I don't remember what happened, but, and then it was, it's for kids. Kids think that's funny. When step in character yeah. step in poo, yeah, that's that is it's right. funny for kids, and and so does Buddy Ballcaps, Buddy White Teeth. That's hilarious. <laughs> Shit, your pants was freaked out in, in love with poo. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> poo freak. By the way, I can tell you this 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 is very shrill because I'm on. As soon as you start the song, I'm right. The monitor's going right down to nothing. It just, <laughs> I just, it's too loud. It just <laughs> help me out with because uh, I gave up on music in the '90s and through the 2000s justifiably so and i don't feel like i missed anything but there's there's a what is the bands that from that era that sounded like this and they were like my car is in the front lawn and all those yeah. Yeah. who was that third eye blind or something yeah the hey now all-star guys that darren did what was For that sure kid? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those guys. And then there's a throw it away quality uh, where it's sort of an annoying sound, sort of a Blink-182 deal yeah. going on here with, with Power these punk. chodes. <laughs> Poppy punk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this fucking asshole. They are also doing like a no FX thing, which is basically Blink-182. Uh, but yeah. like where it's really, it sounds a lot like no effects, frankly. I think it could be if you had said, well, it is. They're the Waffle Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Waffle Brothers? The, 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 that was their name. They were oh. brothers, but the, oh, their actual waffles. last name. But the <laughs> band was Hot Waffles. Hot Waffle, see. Is yeah. it two waffles, plural, or Hot Waffle? It's Aaron. It's funny. <laughs> I'm asking for real. Like, is it's it plural is it waffles? Name? It's it's okay. more than one waffle. I wonder if anybody bet we weren't going to say waffles today. <laughs> two brothers and more than one waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. I'll do a shot every time they say waffle. Like they're going to say it. Oh, Fifty three episodes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is just tedious, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't do it, man. It's hurting me. It's fucking, yeah. Well, he gets to a spoken word part, and then we oh, can sweet. maybe bail out after that. But after that, it's almost done. But I'm kind of insistent that you listen to that. It'll <laughs> <laughs> never be the same. Midi-chlorians are lame. And what's up with Naboo? He's just naming things from the movie. Right, it's like that baseball guy. It's yeah. the fucking same thing, and just yeah. naming players that no one gives a fuck about. What's a Macadlorian? What Mandalorian? What do he say? I mean, the thing about the, <laughs> the baseball one is that he's being—I mean, as annoying as he was, he was at least th- making up. He had to make up some things that didn't happen by adding his friends to the song. <laughs> scooter oh, right. the, the scooter, the and the, we play yeah. stickball with the scooter. Whereas <laughs> these guys, these guys are just listing. A, 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 it's a list of grievances and exposing them by simply rehashing the scripts yeah. yeah it's like two annoying people overhearing two annoying people bitch about it afterwards as you're going to your parking lot <laughs> oh my god I just think i was trying to think what the, what the whatever i had heard this kind of thing before and it was going through my head the melt and i realized that it's uh it's bill murray doing star wars if they should bar wars and he just right. makes up i mean and how about that darth vader he's pretty crazy huh yeah like <laughs> just them making up stuff out of the movie yeah for, or just <laughs> die <laughs> the waffle brothers coming for us dude uh enjoy the chorus get the spoken word <laughs> yeah that, that's after the, the next okay. chorus that's why we say george lucas raped a childhood 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 george lucas raped the problem with this is that he later acted as if this was a parody, meaning he was he was in the character of a of a nerd. Oh, okay. But there's not one. There's one little line in here that that you could. I'm gonna you know give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe that one you could point to. But the rest of it is, as Aaron said, a a nerd with grievances. You know, <laughs> it's there's no indication that this was a parody. He was thinking he's like, oh, people are talking about George Lucas rape my childhood on the forums right now and I'm going to write the song and, and they're all going to like show up at our shows and pump their fists and sing this chorus with us. You know, I imagine these two nerds walking the fucking waffle fucks walking to the, walking to the parking lot <laughs> and they've still got more popcorn cause they got the fucking giganto tub and they're eating <laughs> that as they're going that, 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 and, that, and then they get so hopped up that they breathe in one of like the popcorn kernels and start 
coffee. Stuck in their throat. Whoa! Whoa! They're wearing like stormtrooper outfit. Face <laughs> 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 guy is choking. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck the Waffle Brothers, dude. One, one, one of the brothers is is dressed up in the Darth Vader outfit where when his other brother's choking and it comes out like comes out like Darth Vader, like a Are you okay, Tim? <laughs> Are you really choking? And he takes the helmet off. Oh my god, are you really are <laughs> He goes that he was enraged when he went to go pick him up and he was dressed like Spock. He's like, dude, don't fuck around. Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mix don't mix metaphors you're to, here. You're, this you're trying to my- fuck around. You're trying to fuck around. You're trying to piss me off. <laughs> Get in. There was that great uh triumph of the, the insult comic dog on Conan O'Brien. He he went to that. The yeah. line where people are waiting to get into <laughs> right. the, to the Star Wars movie, yeah. and that whole segment is funny where he's goofing on the nerds. But then, like Aaron just said, they had a guy dressed as Spock <laughs> walking by the line, just flipping him off. <laughs> <laughs> that dude gets it. <laughs> uh, oh, Christ, where the fuck did you find this, by the way, Damon? Like, where did you find this song? It wasn't released on a record label. Like, where did where did you get this? Well, I knew about it from a documentary that I tried to watch like three minutes of, and I and I turned it off in fury. It was called the it was called People versus George Lucas, and it was about this subject matter released in 2010, and it was about how fans are so mad at George Lucas, and it. I'd say that the documentary was trying to be at least a little more impartial and was just documenting it as opposed to saying George Lucas is an asshole. And then these guys, you know, their song had come and gone five years earlier, and then suddenly they tapped them to be in this movie again. It finally played off, Tim. They've done far more <laughs> bad than George Lucas has done. <laughs> this was the one song. Yeah, these chose. <laughs> so anyway, all right, we'll see the spoken word part, and then we'll, we'll move on. George Lucas came down in the form of a giant swamp bat to abduct my childhood from where it was innocently picking flowers by a stream. And I swear, as sure as the twin sunset on Tatooine, that I will never give Lucas another dollar of my money, at least until the episode 3 Super Special Edition DVDs come out. I gotta get those. Okay, so that little line there. Except for when, you know, I'll give him my money when I when the episode 3 DVD comes out. Ha ha. Well, not even that funny, but at least he's owning the nerd, you know, his, yeah, the, the right. nerd in him. Saying, you know, all right, I, I'm claiming to boycott George Lucas, but I got to get the DVD. So that's the only moment in this entire song where it's it, it could be considered a parody. But this isn't fucking Weird Al level <laughs> right. of satire here. This is just an angry nerd. He thought he was expressing something that a lot of nerds would catch on, that this would catch on with. And guess what? It just, it didn't. <laughs> um, wow. The line coming up to the end. The racial stereotypes line? Yeah. Oh, right. Everyone made, everyone was mad because Jar Jar Binks was Jamaican or something? Yeah. And he had an accent and it was, I guess, <laughs> cultural appropriation or something. I mean, it was a, re- it was a really stupid take. I wouldn't call George Lucas like a racist or something, but... For this guy to quote that on the side of the people who were mad at George Lucas for, you know what I mean? That's his angle he's coming from here. Yeah. And he's saying that he's agreeing with those people who got their feathers all all ruffled about that. So, I don't know. It's just, this song is like fucking everywhere. It's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So, a <laughs> little bit more about these guys. We don't have to listen to the end. Chris Waffle is still making what he considers comedy music. It's neither comedy nor music. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. 
They're from Cypress, California, which any SoCal resident would say is, I don't even think it exists. I've heard of it. I just think it's one of those. Orange County? Yeah, it's in, it's yeah. allegedly in Orange County. Yeah. But do you guys remember when <laughs> when they would make uh, the uh, Thomas guides and they would put like fake streets and stuff in it so they would know if people were ripping off their copyright on the maps that they made? Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know that Comics Guide no. used to do that? Uh-uh. No. I think Cypress, California is one of those kind of like fake <laughs> cities real, that, from the Thomas city. Guide. Yeah. I just don't think it's real. It's like Hawaiian Gardens. <laughs> what? Why? What? <laughs> Hawaiian Gardens? There, there's nothing garden or Hawaiian about Hawaiian Gardens. Trust me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, he's still doing these kind of comedy songs. In fact, one of his recent albums has a song called Chewbacca on it. <laughs> <laughs> and also Get a song called like, guy. Yeah, I want to be Shit. your Bruce Campbell, which is that guy from all those zombie movies. And so he's just really still trying to tap into nerd culture and uh you know, more power to him. That's fine. I don't I don't he doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. He it just this is dumb and you know, when he later claimed that this was parody, that's sort of aggravating to me because it so clearly is not. Yeah, he had an angle. Like have the courage to back up you had an angle. I mean, and you could also say I legitimately whatever. I'm not going to fucking get into a waffle hole. <laughs> How about the waffles raped my eardrums? <laughs> so I was listening to some of his more recent songs, and they're just like not funny enough to play here. It's just more of this. Do you guys remember the sketch that Louis C.K. was was hosting on SNL? And it, it's where he's working in a Sprint store, and, and uh, Leslie Jones is his supervisor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he has to talk like this kind of like urban black chick for like five years because he made fun of her. (laughs) And and so he goes, no, I talk like this. And so I think maybe this guy continues to make just like parody songs just as a cover for the fact that he he still claims that this song was was a parody song back in the day. He's just been covering for like the last 15 years. So no one will find out, right? Yeah, so no one will find out. (laughs) It's exhausting to be a Waffle Brother. It is. You know, here's the other thing, too. And you, I know you said another generation of kids likes them or something, but if those movies had made, the, the three whatever prequels had made any kind of big impact, maybe he'd have something to say, I guess. But they didn't, they just sort of came and went. I don't think anyone gives a shit about those, do they? I can't name the other two. I don't know anyone well, that they weren't made for you, George. I think, I I think know, that, but, like Damon says, that the kids who grew up with that don't see it the way everybody else saw it, I think. Yeah, but they still, there's no way those three movies made the same cultural impact than the first three did. No, no it, it's impossible to because yeah. there was more, right. for, it's, there's more in the world even then. Yeah. The 90s. Right. So what's the, so what are they mad about? I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> it's I not don't like know. these movies didn't I do anything. Know. It's like you're mad at later because a band made a record you didn't like in the eighties and they had good records in the seventies right. or it, you don't lose anything. Like you said, like they don't, yeah, the, well, the other I, things you know, are still there, guy, shut up. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, and if so if nerds just took like three minutes to sort of breathe, a, a deep breath, and count to ten, because if he's you know eight years later saying, "Hey, that was a parody song," it's like because he didn't think it out at the time, you know. And so these these nerds just have to calm down, really, as a kids' movie. He has plenty of material now because in the age of IP in in entertainment, where everything is a reboot of something else from before that the, the studio owns. He must be freaking out. They're raping our childhood left and right, according to him, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, they're redoing everything. I mean, (laughs) where was he when I was so upset about Grease 2? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what about that? Come on, Waffle Brothers, you fucks. It's all about you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Break into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I know. I lost it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my offering today for Aaron's torture. It is the, the Hot that's Waffles, nice. 2005's George Lucas Raped Our Childhood. Thank you. George, do you have a walk-up for us, or what do you think? I do. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Rape is a good um, is a good segue for my, my <laughs> offer. <laughs> it usually is on this show. Yeah. Sure. This is a uh, – uh, you may not know this when it starts, but uh, you will as the vocal comes in. Um, this is another area of the, of the shit jungle that <laughs> I was so surprised we have not run into yet. I was – very uh, happy to find it. <laughs> um, this artist is huge, and I will. I will also tell you, he is a he's musician slash criminal. So, <laughs> oh, and that's what Wik- and that's what uh, Wikipedia lists him as. So um, <laughs> maybe you could use Gitmo defense. Yeah, he could. Yeah, I, too late for that. But okay, so uh, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and roll this, and I will uh, then tell you what it is. And you may not know it, like I said, from the um, music and maybe even from the lyrics but then you'll go oh my god this that's this because remember when wikipedia told andy in real time during the show that richie blackmore drinks most of the time (laughs) (laughs) yes yes since most of his time hanging out with his german friends and drinking to excess (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a good life (laughs) what's wrong with that bro and a good life for and a good life for Candy or whoever was the God, right yeah, the the, yeah. the, the interloping uh, wife yeah uh, Candice yeah 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 Candice yes the All lady right, so, the uh, lady Candita please please uh please please roll this in the words of Toby <laughs> Keith proceed 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 here we go. Somebody have a spittoon in there? Yeah. <laughs> boink, boink, boink. Some, dropping something into a fish pond. That's <laughs> uh. <laughs> all I hear now. No. He sampled a, a water drop, didn't he? Uh, whoop. I would think. Whoop. Yeah. yeah. Whoop. They, they use that to torture people in China. I know. I know. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Seven o'clock in the morning and the rays from the sun wakes me. I'm stretching and yawning in a bed that don't belong to me. Then a voice yells, good morning, darling. Is this uh, Urkely? <laughs> my, my main man, R. Ar- Kelly? This is Urkely. Ar- <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the one that started it all. Or not. He had a lot of hits before this. But this is one that started. This is Trapped in the Closet, chapter yeah. one. And, uh. There's 33 chapters of this. I'm only going to uh, play the original Trapped in the Closet, the beginning of the Trapped in the Closet saga story. The prequel, if you will. I think R. Kelly was in the same parking lot and got hit with the same car tour. <laughs> 33? And Jesus Christ. There's 33 of these, a video, a movie. Every song has a, a video chapter. Um, <laughs> it, and just the way he sings this and the way he's so literal about what he's, it's just, it, it kills me how funny it is. So just, please listen to the rest of this. Just keep going. I'm trapped in the closet and there's a water leak. And there's a water <laughs> 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 By the way, I identify because I am currently trapped in the closet. <laughs> this is George's theme number. Yeah. He's the king of the closets. Yeah. I don't think this is R. Kelly. I think this is G. White. (laughs) G. White. (laughs) 
and I'm sitting here with the refrigerator, and there's a la- and there's a Japanese lantern, and he's describing things around. And I think this desk is half built. Damon maybe turned the refrigerator off so that we we could record much better. And I miss my moppy. Here's an old <laughs> conduit from a phone from GTE. <laughs> Hasn't been used since 1998. <laughs> All right, let's play this fucking R. Kelly. <laughs> G. White. So listen to a little more of this crazy story of his. Now, <laughs> does this story require a, uh, like a setup, or does he tell the story and, and we'll get it once? Because I, no. I don't know what the hell he's saying. No, no, they're, they're, the lyric, you can hear them pretty well. I have the lyrics if you want me to, you know, go over it with you. And they're, well, get, and then, tell, tell me what he said so far. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. It's, uh, let's see. Seven o'clock in the morning and the rays from the sun wake me up. I'm stretching and I'm yawning in a bed that don't belong to me. And that's all he said so far. Okay. Yeah, I, this, is, this is going down a David Crosby path of just your boring day, right? <laughs> yeah, well, no, but it, well, it's, he's trapped in a closet. So you'll see. He's, some shit's mm. going to go down. Okay. So. <laughs> Here we go. Then she comes out and kisses me into my surprise she ain't you Now I've got this dumb look on my face like what have I done How could I be so stupid to be have late here till the morning sun lost the track of time one was on my mind From the club went to a home didn't plan to stay that long So he's regretting he's a you know rap hip hop star he went yeah. home with a girl from the club other than, like, his girlfriend or wife? Yes, and now he's woken up and he's mad because he's, he's, he should have gone home, but he didn't. And by the way, Damon, I'm glad you said this because this is, this is a hip-hopera, according to him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's a hip-hopera. <laughs> and a hip-hopera right over to another podcast. You see what he did there? Right. <laughs> That's almost like Reader's Digest pun worthy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Gail. <laughs> so this sold millions and millions of copies. <laughs> All thirty-three of them. Yes, they did. Yes. Fucking asshole. Wasn't Gail's last name Kelly? <laughs> Just like our, yeah. our pal R. Kelly. I believe so. <laughs> That's right, Gail Kelly. <laughs> Is he singing to Gail Kelly, who he didn't come home to? Is that what we're discovering here? There's a whole a whole grid here of um, the triangle, or I guess this would be sort of a um, a love. You know, septagram. I don't know. It's a. It's all the connections of all the people that are in this story. This is Sylvester that's talking right now. This is the character what? of Sylvester who is talking. Oh, Jesus! He's telling you this story, oh, and that, and then he's already. in bed with Gwendolyn, and then there's James, Bridget, Roxanne, Tina, Twan, Kathy, Rufus, Chuck, and Big Man. That's who's in the whole story. <laughs> I just want, it would be so funny to me if for the entire podcast, two and a half hours of pod, it's just you naming new names. Big man. Sean Toos. Okay, so Sylvester is in bed with Gwendolyn, and then James is going to... In what verse does he talk about Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Johnny Gill. That's, I think that's everyone in the, in the 33 chapters. That's, they're, Ralph and they're, Tresvant. And there's a, whole, there's a whole grid here of like with arrows showing who's connected to who. You know, Sylvester, Gwendolyn, there's different, you know, it's like a family tree. I've got an arrow pointed to one of my fingers right now. I want you to guess which one it is. <laughs> it's like a family fuck tree is what this is. is. <laughs> A, 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 a tree of um, of infidelity, an, an, invi- <laughs> an infidelity tree, if you will, Damon. Thank nice, you, Nice George. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's little more. Yeah, he's. I'm trying he's to. I'm trying to remember where we are in the story. He's he's upset that he didn't go home. Okay, 
trying to put on my clothes Searching for my car keys, trying to get on about the door Then she's dressed her hands in front of it Said you can't go this way Where is the, the melody? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing He's just talking, Jesus He's just Christ. talking. there's nothing it's, going remember on Remember when here. I said that's what madness sounds like? I was yeah. fucking wrong right. I was dead yeah, wrong This is it Well, he's Jesus. he's off his rocker, isn't he, R. Kelly? He's not as bad as, as Kanye, but he's he's kind of imbalanced, right? This guy? I think that, yeah, I think that he needs some kind of medication and maybe he doesn't have it or something's up with him, sadly. He used to yeah. up the dosage okay, of something. Okay, well, you guys do know that, I mean, the, the whole I mean, the whole horrible thing of this is, you know, he's in jail for 31 years now yeah. for, you know, sex trafficking, violation of the Mann Act, which I think is taking minors across state lines, yeah. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> racketeering, child pornography. I mean, he's... Locked up in a right now in a medium security prison, <laughs> right? For thirty one years, like you've ever seen that documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, where all the girls talk about this. It's, I think I was in violation of the Man Act when I admitted how much I like early nineties crime dramas. <laughs> 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 Ashley Judd movies. Ashley Judd movies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's sort of amazing. I mean, he, you know, he had before before the before this uh, before Trapped in the Closet. I mean, he was he won Grammy awards. He, I believe I could fly as him, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah all yeah. this I believe I can fly, and all he wrote Disney song, movie or something. He wrote "You're Not Alone" for Michael Jackson, and I mean, there's a, he did a lot, and he was apparently a very talented guy. And I, some fickle motherfuckers out there. And then, oh, he, 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 you transport one child over state lines. Right. Well, he and he was, and that was Ugh. the thing. It's like he this came up in I think two thousand eight, maybe, and he was acquitted. And then in two thousand nineteen, the there was a documentary called "Surviving R. Kelly," and it all fell apart. From remember, he yelled at like Gail King yeah, in the interview like a few years ago, and yeah, he's a real life like really bad guy. And Aaliyah, remember Aaliyah got killed in a plane yeah. crash, and they had gotten married when she was fourteen and had to annul it. And I mean, he's a real life bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's hear some more of his stupid story. This driving Aaron crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's getting now. He's getting dressed. I mean, this really is like a mundane. Like, who gives a shit? Well, story. there's more to come. This, you're yeah. barely, barely at least David right? Crosby had a melody. You know, like, is I mean, he doesn't go out of the house if there ain't a melody. But like, I don't know what this is, dude. It sounds like the bouncing ball on the lyrics is just drunk. <laughs> the bouncing ball just like walks away. So fuck this, dude. It's enough for it's out of frame. <laughs> the bouncing ball is like Aaron walking out of a nerd conversation about Star Wars. Never stops leaving. The bouncing ball never stops leaving the song. It bounces, 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 then then just starts bounces less, and then then it's just rolling. It just quit bouncing. It's rolling away down into the gutter. <laughs> it bounces, 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 then gets arrested for the Man Act. That's right. <laughs> arrested for, for transporting minors across state lines. It's a federal beef, guys. It's federal pen. It's not Tell state I've been beef. there, bro. Federal. I've been there. <laughs> All right. Looked at her like she was crazy. Said, woman, move out my way. Said, I got a wife at home. She said, please don't go out there. Lady, I've got to get home. She said, her husband was coming up the stairs. Sure, sure, quiet. Well, all the more reason to get out of your house, lady. Well, also, I like he doesn't know her name. He, he, it's like suddenly this isn't his fault. <laughs> Except he stayed too long. Like, he doesn't know that, hey, lady, get out of my way. Um, we yeah. were having sex all night. You met me in a club. Don't you? What, look, it's not his fault somehow that he's in this predicament. He's got to get up out of here. 
Yeah, well, I think that speaks to the person who would get himself into uh, all those other fixes. He yeah, right. doesn't have whatever that is. Take video of himself peeing on a 15-year-old girl in an office. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Good stuff, guy. Yeah, right. Okay. But this is the first chapter about this character, Sylvester. I, oh, yeah. I mean, are we supposed to like this guy, or, or is the Sylvester the hero of the story? I, I guess so. I did. I only listened to a few of the other f- of these because you know thirty. He's already a, a scumbag, and he's not that bright. You know, I'm not sure why he, he chose Sylvester to be. I the, think the closet's the real hero. <laughs> <laughs> I think the husband about to kick the shit out of Sylvester is the hero of the story. Yeah, he's a superhero. <laughs> What's his name, George? I believe the husband is James. Okay. Okay. I figured you'd know. So I'm Team James, just for the record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the husband will be in here in just a minute. So all right. Thank God. Hurry up and get in the closet. She said, "Don't you make a sound, or some shit is going down." I said, "Why don't I just go out the window?" Yes, except for one thing, we on the fifth floor. Shit, think, shit. Think shit quick, put me in the closet. <laughs> That's now, my favorite I will say, part. That's my I, favorite I will part. say, hold on a second. There's that. something going on in this that, like, <laughs> I have to give it up be, for one aspect of like how insane this is in, in, in the R and B world to come out with. Like, it's fucking nuts. Like, it, it, you, Prince wouldn't have done this. Right. And Prince was loved to be obtuse, and like when he put out "Love Sexy," everyone was like, "What are you doing?" Just, just, angry at him. It's one of the reasons I did this one. Just that shit. Think shit. Think <laughs> shit. Quick shit. Quick think. Think. Put me in the closet. Yeah. Like I mean, if it was, there is a world in which people go like, I'm telling you what. There's some genius in this. Like there's there's a way of thinking about it where you're like, who did it and why? How is it possible to come up with this? Well, there's 33 chapters and it's wildly successful. Oh, so Jesus Christ! But people liked it because it was crazy, right? Like it was crazy. This is a crazy thing. Yeah. And I mean, people made fun of it a lot. I remember right, that. right. I mean, I yeah, South Park got this one too. We're really on South Park. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a famous episode of South Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Oh, jeez. Rick Cartman, right, I think, well. is in Scientology. Right, I think is what he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's too into it. <laughs> You're right. I would have been on board if if his solution was to just pretend to be a coat rack. <laughs> and so when James comes in and like takes off his hat and coat, like his two arms come out and take him, but James doesn't notice, of course. He doesn't. No, he's looking away. Like a cartoon. <laughs> I'm some shirts. I would have signed on to that story for sure. <laughs> oh, God, play it. I can't okay. take his rambling. Okay, go. And now I'm in this darkest closet trying to figure out just how I'm going to get my crazy ass about this house. Then he walks in and yells, I'm home. She says, honey, I'm in the room. He walks in there with a smile on his face saying, honey, I've been missing you. She hops all over him and says, I've cooked and ran your bed for a tur. Telling- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's he doing? She cooked and, and ran his bath water. So she's two separate things, right? She didn't cook his bath water. Like they have hot water in the house, correct? Who gets home in the, in early in the morning and then takes a bath when they get? I don't. Why? What? I don't know. <laughs> she cooked breakfast already. She just got. And she up. didn't. I mean, I don't. She yeah, she didn't. I mean, it's, she this guy's. We, she just had Sylvester's wiener in her mouth a few minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I put your omelet in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar. Girls are in the bed and start to snatch her clothes off. 
I'm in the closet like man what the is going on I like he had some he had some uh, restraint yeah where was that restraint when he was whizzing all over everybody <laughs> <laughs> famous R. Kelly restraint. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damon knows, dude. Thank you. Damon knows yeah, the, the fucking hip hop world. I'm gonna believe it, but things get deeper as the story goes on. Next thing you know, a call comes through on my cell phone. I tried my best to quickly put it on. <laughs> Some lunatic can sing along with this, too. You know what I mean? Like, fucking every note. And there's nothing to follow. So, like, it's a, it's a fucking... Herculean effort. And at some point, some points, I believe he sounds like Michael Jackson, right? To me, there's some points where he does sound like Michael Jackson. You mean in the background? I guess. After Thriller, like, those... Remember the time and some of those songs that were later. Hmm. Yeah. Later hosing. <laughs> He's hosing everybody down with his whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dripping is his whiz. <laughs> I gotta get about this closet. I really gotta piss bad. Woman, get out of my way. I gotta get to your toilet. I'm gonna piss in your closet if you don't let me out. <laughs> Or better yet, is your 15-year-old daughter home? <laughs> Anything can happen, really, because when you're not labored with a melody, yeah. you know you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> do you have a toilet or a 15-year-old daughter? Either one will do. <laughs> like, and I can't even goof and find something that would be out of character for what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to make it crazy. No, there's not. It's bizarre. Like, I have to give it up for him in a way. I, I, this is insane. <laughs> It's impossible to do. What is George? What does TP3 Reloaded mean? That's his. Uh, that's the name of the album. No, but what is T- is that? Like toilet paper three. <laughs> what? That part I don't know. I did not look oh. that up. I don't know what TP3 means. Reload. I don't know. And also the album cover for TP3 Reloaded looks like a Dianetics commercial. It does. It does. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> But from the way he act, I could tell it was too late. He hopped up and said, there's a mystery going on and I'm going to solve it. And I'm like, God, please don't let this man open his closet. He walks in the bathroom and looks behind the door. She says, baby, come back to bed. He says, bitch, say no more. <laughs> he pulls- <laughs> Jesus Christ. The lunatic. This is the, it's building to the, uh. To the climax here, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Back to shower curtain while she's biting her nails. Then he walks back to the room. Right now I'm sweating like hell. Checks under the bed. Then opens the dresser. He looks at the- Opens the dresser. No, look, this, the lyrics say then under the dresser. <laughs> under the bed, under the dresser. But I think open the dresser sounds more likely is what he's saying, yeah. Oh. Now- He's looking for whatever's going on in the room before yeah. he entered, right? James, there's is a looking. mystery, and he's going to solve it. But James, are we going to get to the part where you know the first place you look if you're looking for a person is the closet, or do we not even go there? I guess not if you're James. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> there's there's a flaw in the script just from just from that, right? Hmm, I wonder where a person's hiding. Let's let's check in your sock drawer. Oh, look, no person in there. I guess everything's okay. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. 
Well, it's All just right. a mystery right now that James is trying to solve. Maybe he doesn't, James oh. doesn't think Now, you mentioned something about a Spanish omelet. <laughs> you said my bath was running. What? <laughs> chapter 17, he finally gets to the closet. Like, all the other chapters are him looking around that, like, in the potted plant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Maybe he goes. What? Yeah, like Aaron said. Wait, wait. What about breakfast? Forget. Let's have breakfast. Then I'll then I'll solve this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the closet. I pull out my Beretta. He walks up to the closet. Get closer to the closet. Now he's at the closet. Damn, he's opening the closet. Oh, so he does go to the closet. George, yeah. did you listen all the way through the song? Yes, I did. I didn't want to ruin the ending for oh. you. Oh, okay. Here we go. And that's the end of part one. And he pulled out, by the way, if you didn't hear, he pulled out his Beretta. So he's getting, he's going to shoot this guy. James is going to shoot Sylvester? Sylvester's no, 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 no. Sylvester is talking. Sylvester's in the closet, pulls out his Beretta because James is coming to the closet. So right. if he opens it, he may, this guy may go crazy and Sylvester may have to defend himself. With his Beretta. Is it defending yourself if you just boned his old lady and you're in his closet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for a judge to decide later. And that's how you end up in the... Maybe on Gitmo defense. Medium security, you know, marry in prison, you know. <laughs> and of course, it, it ends on a cliffhanger, but it's the, it's the world's most boring cliffhanger. Like, Right, well, then there's part two. There's part two where, you know, I, I listen to a little bit of it. And in that, you find out that... Um, Oh, don't ruin it for me, George. Oh, sorry. Okay, I won't ruin it for you. If you want to listen, that's fine. I don't want to mess it up. There's 33 chapters to this. It's but. not that I think it's going to ruin it for me. I just don't care. Yeah. In, in chapter two, they uh, he James throws open the closet. Uh, Sylvester tries to leave. James, I believe, says he's a pastor. He's a man of the cloth. And the story goes on. As you know, there's Roxanne, Tina, Twan, Kathy, Rufus, Chuck, and Big Man. So <laughs> there's a lot going on. We're, right now, we're just Sylvester, Gwendolyn, and James. And then... What a lot of time he spent on this. Yeah, yeah. he did. So, oh, uh, Jesus. So yeah, what a, I, I was just fascinated at what, like Aaron said, just absolutely how crazy it is that he decided to do this and just... It just, just tells this story, and people are yeah. captivated by well, what's going to happen after he opens the closet. <laughs> well, with all the kind of like rock opera, I guess is what is it, hip hopera? Hip hopera. Yeah, all this this storyline going on. The only thing missing is the only thing missing from the closet is Pete Townsend playing his Moog. <laughs> he would have really niftied it up a little. You bit. can barely give a fuck about the Tommy. You know the right, songs right. are good from Tommy, but the story's so fucking stupid. And then to, it got to the point where Pete Townsend was just kept trying to write new <laughs> new rock operas and, and they started just no one gave a shit. All the songs on Who's Next were from his failed rock opera. Right, right, right. He could never explain it to anyone. Yeah, and, and, and Roger's like, Pete, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Let's just take those good songs you wrote and put it on an album, you idiot. <laughs> and so, like, that's what this is reminding me of. Like, when these, right. these stars, these rock stars or hip hop stars, get, they crawl so far up their own ass, they think this is really compelling. I'm creating a universe. I'm the George, George Lucas of hip hoppers. <laughs> it was always my intention. <laughs> well, also, just think of like the record company. And I mean, he had a lot of hits before this and Grammys. And, you know, where I mean, you have to pass this by them and go, here's what I'm planning. Like, <laughs> there yeah. has to be a thing where the A&R guy and whoever listens to this and goes, what? Like, I mean, his, any person's reaction to this would be, I'm sorry, what? What's, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And by the way, the first record, TP3, has only the first five chapters on it, okay? 
And then that was such a hit. There was more and more until now there's 33 total. Yeah. That, explain <laughs> that to me. Seriously. This was a hit. Like, w- yes. were these songs ever singles or anything? Did people yes, play them on the radio? This is the single you're listening to. This is the first single. And there's videos that go, you can go on YouTube and there's videos for every one of these chapters where everything he's singing is because he's literally saying it it's is happening in the in the the guys coming up in the closet the woman's in it the whole scene is yeah. shot it's a whole movie there was a dvd there was everything i don't mind the idea of a guy playing with a kind of episodic storytelling in an album it's just this story you don't give a fuck about i don't <laughs> i don't care what happens when he opens the closet door and it sounds like it gets even stupider after this oh yeah right? I, I i didn't i didn't listen anymore cuz i didn't want to ruin it for myself <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. I just wanted to ruin your life with the first chapter <laughs> of this because just, I just the shit, 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 think, shit, think. <laughs> can I give you my judgment so that we can move on to something? Yes, sorry. Uh, yes, better go than ahead, this? Aaron. Yes, please do. Jesus Christ. This, that, those were terrible. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> you fucking wieners. Um, I, I got to say that the. Uh, there's nothing more disturbing than listening to someone who's because what it's like listening to that fucking R. Kelly song is like you're 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 stuck on a bus and the only and the person who won't shut up and is just talking to his phone that isn't on by the way yeah no it's not on no he's yeah. talking to you know Nebula but that but that's what it sounds like and it's and he's he's fucking that's madness I got to give it to him you win George that's the <laughs> fucking worst so disturbing yay George yeah that's uh <laughs> you, you you aaron's right it does sound like you're you're talking to a guy who needs to get back on his meds mm-hmm. and and no one's saying anything about it he's on the bus just saying saying the story who's he talking to what's <laughs> Like, it's their family's responsibility to, to rope those guys in and get them on their meds. I mean, I know it's yeah. difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. It's just kind of like <laughs> life handed, you know, you dealt this hand in life. And now you've, you've got this crazy person that you have to, you're kind of responsible for. Right, if you right. don't, he might end up violating the Man Act and getting arrested for child pornography <laughs> well, there you go. and trafficking, you know. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's putting everyone in danger that he's not on his meds. God bless, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's the thing is like, I feel like, R. Kelly is, is is a good singer. Like he actually has singing ability. He does. Yeah. And he just crossed over too far into the imbalanced part because there's like that kind of crazy genius that some people are. Like this style of this song reminds me of like the Marvin Gaye Hear My Dear album, where it's kind of stream of consciousness, but it's all very focused about about his divorce. And of course it's Marvin Gaye writes hook melodies even in these kind of rambling songs. Yeah, there's hooks in that, yeah. So I feel like he was trying to do something like that. Does, that, does R. Kelly just do that all the time? Just the stream of consciousness singing melodies over that don't make any sense? I Believe I Can Fly is very traditional. Yeah, yeah. So are his other songs. He has a bunch of other ones. Yeah. He knows what's going on. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. doing this okay. on purpose. So this is where he just kind of tipped yeah. over the edge, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Can we so, do something about it now, please? We can stop talking about it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Help us, Aaron. <laughs> so uh, you, are we going to do a, we do a little... Uh, the robot needs to tell us that it's okay to talk about something different now, right? Yeah, in it's fact, Majel. I think yes. Majel was there when the song was being written because she's kind of going to comment on one of the scenes. Mm. Whoops. 
Maybe I should turn up the volume and then we'll all be happy. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. God damn it. I just ruined the joke. <laughs> Fucking A. Well, with editing, we, you, you can, need a you board can op. pop it yeah. perfect in right now. Yeah. Now you guys laugh really hard after this. Okay, I guess go. Sorbet. A warm bath. <laughs> yeah! Just watch out for the omelet. Yeah. yeah. Watch out for the guy with the Beretta. <laughs> Is this a Denver omelet in here? <laughs> well, I guess. And the guy in the closet doesn't really like to use toilets, so... He comes with a place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. What are you doing in my closet, sir? <laughs> All right, so I think Aaron now gets to take over and give us a sorbet. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, I'm going to play for you, for this sorbet on episode 53, my single, without a doubt... Favorite song about the destruction of Pompeii. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How did you choose? <laughs> Shall we go? Yes. Okay. Edit that out too. Jeez. <laughs> At HealthNet, we get you. Uh, With our medical plans, we get you a large so commercial. of doctors. So you can get the care you need close to home. We get you vision and mental Call coverage. Call Pompeii so Healthcare. Whole health <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When intros were intros. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. by the way, the drums coming in, not oh, yeah. unlike exactly. Burn Rubber on me. <laughs> I was laughing about that today. <laughs> Aaron, tell the people what we're listening to. This is Susie and the Banshees from yes. the album Tinderbox Cities and Dust. Dust. Yeah. Song. Such a motherfucker song. Um this came out in October of 1985, and it was interesting because I wasn't thinking about it in terms of dates, but one of my first things that I wrote down here was that this is one of the many songs that when I hear it, I am immediately placed back in South Pasadena in high school, and and, and it's always the fall for some reason. Now <laughs> that I read that it came out in October, for some reason that this, this song came out in 85, and then the record came out in like April of 86. So that's a big, long lead in but it's the way it is and it's the only song that was recorded at another location um but it's such a fucking great song and yes. like what a crazy thing to write about the destruction of pompeii <laughs> and like no one sounds like suzy sue and everybody's great budgie is an amazing drummer like everybody's fucking awesome in in suzy and the banshees you're exactly right it's such a uh it's such an emotional and uh, it, like I, I'm in Steve Roth Hammer's Audi and we're headed to Westwood. It take me right, it right. took me right there again. Like right, mm -hmm. it's, yes, it's, it's, it's something exactly about what, the yeah. the chimey things, the chimey aspects. Is something, there's something very awesome and pleasant. It's only in a pleasant way that it takes me back there, and it's it's really wedged into my brain thanks to uh, K Rock. Yeah, um, exactly. Sure. It, it's right, darkly whimsical. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Susie was a band. I don't. I never followed them. I don't know too much about them, but every one of their songs when they come on, I love, you know, yeah. 
Well, it's so, a funny yeah. thing, right? Like for a band that you don't know a whole bunch about, there's not a lot of shitters in the and there was and growing up in LA, we heard tons of them. Yeah, yeah for did. sure. In fact, I told Carrie was uh, our friend Carrie. Someone asked him, "What you know? What does Susie and the Banshee sound like?" And and I chimed in with, "Well, it's just like the Cure with a girl singing, because they <laughs> they really do kind of even her singing style and Robert Smith mm-hmm. are kind of the same to me. Well, they were know? bedfellows, I think, in in the scene too. They were, yeah, yeah. Didn't Robert confidants. Smith like play with them for a while or something? I think so. Yeah, he was in he was in with them for a short while. Yeah, who doesn't love the Cure? So if you just like the Cure and there's a girl singing, then what's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I love The Cure. I love The Cure, but I think I like more songs. Like, easily, I love more songs by Susie than I do The Cure. Like, I like a good 10 by The Cure a lot, but there's not many songs I don't like by Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> and I had a thing for Susie back in the day, too. Like, just sh- like something, I think, from the Spellbound video particularly, I think it was. But, like, mm-hmm. she's really just striking and crazy looking. And um, I saw her. I only saw him live once opening for Bowie on the Glass Spider Tour in 87. Hmm. And it's weird to see Susie and the Banshees, I think, in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's, like it's always daytime. weird with that. Those yeah. festivals are always weird that way. I like, know. especially like a gothy band. Like, they, I don't know, they yeah. are out at the day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Let's hear some more. When she gets into this fucking, the chorus thing, it's just so triumphant and rad. Uh, so let's check it out. Is she kind of like pointing and laughing at the residents of Pompeii? I think it's a joke about you thought this was so permanent. Look what you built, and oh. look how in a moment, like Ozymandias, gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at what I can do. Look what I have wrought. You know, and like, and it's insane. So, like, in, in a moment, an entire city was gone, right. and these people were turned into, uh, you know, statues. Or, you know, incredible, 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 incredible. Yeah, it's just a city of. You know, people watching the Star Wars prequels and sitting in closets and doing podcasts. <laughs> Who know about like what real trouble's about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Fuck Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> He's as bad as Pompeii, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on here. By the way, her voice is weird to me because weird in a good way. Meaning, she sounds like she has effects on her voice, but I think her voice just sounds like that. It's no, that she cool. She does that. Yeah, it's like it's the sound that comes out of her face. You yeah, know, like that's what just the way it goes, and it's and it's odd, and it's sort of maybe unsophisticated, but is just all attitude and radness. I I was reminded when we were talking about uh, Bow Wow Wow, where there's a just an unleashed raw ability uh, in 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 women, so Chrissy Hine, Annabelle Lynn, Susie Sue. You could say that they are all cut from the same kind of just, they're singing from like the top of their mouth. You know, it's not coming from any professional style. It just yeah. happens. There's no electronic shenanigans going on. No, no. It's just this. And like you pick her out every, you know, like no one sounds like her. No, Even if you're no. not like a full on deep fan, you go, hey, it's fucking Susie Sue. I love it. If you were alive in 1985 in California, you know what this is. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Like, and I, I wear it as a bad, I'm so thankful for it being shoved into my brain this way, you know, 
And I don't know that it'll happen for kids today in the same way, just because things are less, there's no radio station that you'd worry about and then get drilled into. And so you're, you're th- I think the moments happen much quicker. And so I, I worry that like 30 years from now, some kid won't have the same reaction to, you know, song du jour, but maybe they will. Hopefully they will. The, this, yeah, this they was will. a rare medium, which was there were fewer outlets right. and at least some of them, K-Rock included in the 80s, was well curated. So mm-hmm. if your choice was listening to Kiss FM or K-Rock, of course you were going to listen to K-Rock because there's so many fucking good songs going on all the time. And for a time, MTV was really well curated as well yeah. like there was a lot yes. of interesting things that happened on it like you got to see them and they and like they dog police <laughs> like dog police I was saying, not, example. not like just like dog police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right come on yeah i love the choice of that fucking that that keys sound shiny kind of thing yeah, yeah just the choice of that entirely like that's that's a them choice they would do that and it, this sounds totally weird but it sounds like a city in dust for some reason <laughs> it fucking it? is evocative it's very evocative indeed <laughs> yeah it just makes me so happy like it just sounds so fucking big like, yeah when it kicks in to that chorus i just want to run out in the street <laughs> I love and it. by the way, that the weird thing about these guys, and, and kind of why you can compare them to The Cure and other bands like this, is that there's a there's a deep darkness to this song, even mm-hmm. though it's it's you know it's catchy and it's up tempo and it's got right. you know a lot of chimey things going on. It's, it's it's fucking dark. Yeah, I mean, and she and and like to that point exactly, she's talking about the city that you've built, and in a moment it could be gone. Despite the fact that you were praying to your Larry Shroud, which is the shrine, which is the apparently I wrote, I had to look it up. I hope it's not surprising that I wouldn't know what that meant, but it is a guardian deity in ancient Roman religion. The origin is uns- uncertain, but uh, it's supposed to protect against, uh, it's supposed to be a guardian or the hearth, the boundaries, uh, and homes. So. Despite what you tried to do, despite what you, the protection, you built this house, this, this city next to a fucking volcano, asshead. <laughs> That's it for you. As the lava was, was rolling into the city, the, the priest, the high priest went, Oh shit, I was praying to Larry Fine. <laughs> oh shit. No wonder this happened. This I completely is, misunderstood. This is kind of a my bad thing, you guys. <laughs> Watch out for the lava. <laughs> Step lightly. I can't help but think that I'm somehow responsible. <laughs> Larry Fine, I thought. You know? Come on. I don't know. It was the hair, I guess. I was blinded. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Some of us kill everyone. <laughs> I'm going to take this as a learning experience. <laughs> Sorry, bros. I'll mortalize you. <laughs> He is carried away by lava. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We found your hiding. We found your lying. Choking on the dirt side. Your former glory and all the story. Drag the wolves with either hand. She's obviously got some sort of um, effect on like a, a one of those weird kind of tight reverbs or something. 
Yeah, it could just be a chorus, you know, like a- yeah. Well, there's a, there is a thing. God, my friend, my friend Justin told me about this, and he's an audio engineer, and he pinpointed exactly what it was because Sting used it quite a bit, especially on the Ghost of the Machine album. His, if you think of his voice in every little thing she does is magic. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a, a very similar effect. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's probably fucking it exactly. And it's not like a, a reverb necessarily, and it's not a cor- it's like a weird thing that you could do. And, and I know I'm not describing it very well, but even though she has these effects on her voice, when you saw her live, she, was she just nailing those like those yeah. notes and everything? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that she wouldn't have effects there too. But like, yeah. I mean, you can tell when someone is a product of their studio time, and you know, she just blasts it. Yeah. And from what I could tell, she did it recently in in, in Pasadena at uh, the Cruel World thing. She was. Nailed oh, right. it there too. Yeah. She's older, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm so fucking psyched that she's on the road again. She's a, she's a gem. Now, serious question: Is there a chance that does she ever get any pushback for her name? Holy fuck! As I'm sitting here just now, I realized no, I've, I saw them twice because I saw them, I saw them at the first Lollapalooza too. <laughs> they were they were right before Jane's. Oh, jeez! All right, and I saw them then too. Like, always great, the always great Susie and the Banshees. You answered my question as well as Clem Clemson. <laughs> um, Thank you. Do you guys remember how many girls you know that, that that were named Susie or Susan changed to this spelling? I know. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember it was a thing. But I'm yeah. saying, like, is that cultural appropriation? The same way you can't have the Washington Redskins anymore or anything? Does Does anyone ever flip out about that? I don't because it's punk rock and I like it. <laughs> she, I don't care either. I'm just saying. Yeah. She noticeably you know. now just goes as Susie uh, and doesn't have the Susie Sue, the double up on it. Um, but you know. <laughs> Jen has a friend that, that still is whatever she is, almost 50 years old now and still and changed it to Susie with an X and still <laughs> she goes was by smart it to now. Do that. It's yep. fucking rad. Yeah, still does. It yeah. still, still goes by it now. <laughs> She's one of those guys who's just so fucking cool, man. God she damn is. it. Yeah. She's so rad. Like her and Chrissy are just cut from a mold, dude. Just like ball breaker, kick ass chicks yeah. who are also like alluring and sexy. And like they're, they're made more sexy by virtue of them not playing a game, but they're also legitimately pretty. You know what I mean? Like it's just enhanced entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And then, and then also they're just great artists. But um, I never noticed. I was listening to the music, Aaron. It's not all about yeah. sex with me. Me too. While I was staring at at the, at her, yeah, I heard it too. Vaguely paying attention. It also looked like she would probably like stay, you know, steal your soul away, fucking Jimmy Page style, you know, like <laughs> in the dark of night. So you better not do her wrong, dude. Jesus, jammed up in a soul situation. <laughs> Get into a soul hassle with Susie Sue. <laughs> what happened tonight, baby? I got jammed up in a soul situation. Ah, <laughs> uh, Susie, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. With an what are you gonna do? <laughs> that could have been a line from the from the Gap Band song from last week. Yeah, <laughs> soul situation. <laughs> got jammed up in a soul situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the the priest was saying as the lava got to his waist. My bad, you guys. <laughs> One of these soul situations. We'll sort it out later. This lava's hot. <laughs> Turns out. Here we go.
such a rad bitch. He's such a good drummer. The, the really, yeah. he's, I never realized that the riff he did in the beginning that we're saying is like the Gap Band, and he does it before every chorus, that yeah. carries you right into this, like mm-hmm. you want to fight someone in the street, like you were saying. Yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, and this, 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 this riff here, this note line kind of solo, which is always yeah. a fave of mine. And it's a real atmospheric and it's all rocking, 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 rocking and dancey without ever getting corny. You know, it just avoids all of that. This groove makes me want to go out in the street and fight lava. Yeah. yeah. You know, put up your dukes. I'll surf on lava. I don't give a shit. <laughs> My dukes are burned away. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's not too far removed from NXS. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. similar. I'm not saying anyone's ripping anyone off, but I just think that's a great funky. They added a little R&B in there, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, and you know, it's right as it came out right when what you need came out. This came out in October. Mm-hmm. I think what you need came out right at the same time of the same year. Mm-hmm. What a rad fucking music time. Jesus Christ. I know. Yeah, we're, we're here comparing these bands to each other and we're, we're saying like in excess and the cure <laughs> and Susie, Sue, I mean, big long two discussion yeah. like, fuck man. What a, what a great era to, you know, kind of grow up and listen to, you know? Yeah. There's, that's, I mean, so that's where my defense goes for everyone. Every time that you get angry at the eighties, but boy, it's, you're certainly right about that. You know, like it was. You said this was '85, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in the is, '80s generally there was also a lot of bad, but man, so much good, so much oh, fucking yeah. good. This is just before the the lava took over the music industry and right. destroyed. Yeah, she was beautiful new wave and made it a city in dust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like poor Andy Levy. Showed me pictures right now of a uh, 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 his, his out of his window looks like goddamn Satan's butthole. Out of oh, right. With oh, because of wildfires, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's gnarly. Yeah. It's horrible, but people in, in California are like, yeah. It <laughs> happens all the time. I'm such a sucker for that kind of fill, where you yeah. stay on the snare. Just well, he just did there. the same fill, but all of it on the snare. Yeah. Stay right did. there, baby. It does, it's so much energy. Yeah. Now, when she tours, now is how many of the original banshees are still involved? Mary yeah. one. I think it's just uh, just her. Wasn't she married? Nor to- it build. Yeah, she was married to Budgie. I think the oh. drummer. But like, they, I don't know that they were. Um, it's not build Susie and the Banshees any longer. It's just Susie, so I, I don't think oh. she has to take him around. No. Yeah. Who needs them? Contractual dispute. <laughs> don't need it. <laughs> She's got another drama called Parakeet. Autistic differences. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to name more birds, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> it took me a second, but the, the bass player is Titmouse. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hot burning in your nostrils, pouring down your 
Probably the only rock song that ever used the word nostrils in it. Yeah, and just and the, this whole verse here is hot and burning in your nostrils, pouring down your gaping mouth, your molten bodies, blanket of cinders, caught in the throes, and whoa, whoa. That's how you get into oh, wow. a chorus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A lava going into your face. Yeah. Now, look, I'm going to go for the obvious, and maybe this is a very well-known fact, and I just i am you know, glomming onto it right now. Dust, cities, nostrils, metaphor, cocaine, or like analogy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it was top of mind at the time, you know, like, mm-hmm. like no one, no one wants to talk about Pompeii and shit like that more than a couple of cokeheads. Standing over <laughs> they party in Pompeii? Of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this documentary, but <laughs> all right, take a breath. Guys. Have you ever heard that though? No, no, no. But I mean, like, how could it not be true? Okay, cool. Well, maybe I just <laughs> discovered it. Yeah, good job. Good job. You put Coke into an 85 song. It's all about... It's, yeah, wow. You How would it. you... Wow. How about that? It's about Coke and Keisters. <laughs> <laughs> And that chimey thing in the background, mm-hmm. that, there's a kind of Depeche Mode element to that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that today, that it's it, it was, reminds me of something off of uh, early-ish speak and spell era, uh, like yeah, uh, right. uh, Depeche Mode. You're right. Cool. I love it. That's why it's got that kind of darkness to it. I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It's like... <laughs> because it's just dissonant. It's not even like in tune with the song. It's It's deliberately dissonant. It sounds fucking great. Yeah, I mean, it's the same way that, like, uh, most people respond positively to the addition of a saloon piano in a, in a rock song, because it just, there's something about that that works. And this is sort of a, a new wave version of that kind of thought, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like, yeah, it's pleasant, pleasantly out. I love how that that right right in there it kicked in the now 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 it's so rad yeah and it's so cool but they save it till the end mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's fucking rad good you choices. can hear Richard Blade or or uh, or poor man as it fades out right <laughs> like yeah yeah. <laughs> So fucking rad, and I love it so much. And it, it uh, like I say, it puts me back in that place in a very, very pleasant way. Sometimes I get put back into a place like that, and it's not maybe for all the right reasons. But like, it's so great when it happens in a in a, in a lovely way. For some reason, like it's it's fucking fall, and it it's rainy, and the leaves are all weird <laughs> from yeah. the rain. You know what I mean? There's a very yeah. specific South Pass moment when it's like that in fucking LA as a, as a whole, but like something about that, it really puts me back there and it's, this would be the soundtrack. So can I insert myself into your memory? And, and I want that scene you're describing to be like a Saturday. I don't want it to be a Tuesday night when I have to go to fucking school the next day. 
Yeah, no. Saturday's <laughs> yeah, yeah. good. You're you're walking. And you got each each person in your group has a twelver, and you're walking to the place you're going. Yeah, the party's right. about to start. I, yeah, it's I agree. You can smell the cloves. This song is smell the cloves. You're walking yeah, to yeah. a party and you're carrying a, yeah, yeah, a California cooler and yeah, all the it's things. The of mix our of cloves youth. and like yeah. polo cologne. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, totally. And and Aquanet. Yeah. And, you're, and, and, you're the, and the leaves. And you're hoping there's going to be the girl. A girl's going to be at the party that you were flirting with earlier earlier at school. Yeah, yeah. you'd already put in the legwork, so this yeah, should be a right. this should be a fucking. You heard she was going to be there with her friends, and you maybe saw her friend's car walking up the street. Yeah, guys, this is a layup. I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, speaking of smells, you can you can smell finger blasting in your future. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's only a question of when and where. And that mixed and that mixed with the leaves. I mean, that's just romance right there. I'll put you right back in that space. Um, so we've got like ten seconds left. Let's go. Yeah. Let's let's hear the let's end. Hear it. Yeah, on. let it fade out. Sure. God damn it! I love that fucking number. It's a great number. It's a That's good a hot choice. Track. Good hot track for sure. Yeah, it's a hot one. Even though it's all about like an entire city being ruined, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. I never oh, knew that's what it was about, by the way. I never knew that. So you you learned me something too. <laughs> yeah, I I it was not uh, part of my knowledge bank either until yeah. I was reading up on it, and uh, then it made sense. It made it fucking even radder. It does. Yeah. Now I feel like we're kind of letting the fans down because we we're only at two and a half hours. So let's just chat for another thirty minutes and yeah. see what happens. Get out the red pen later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, episode 53, uh, a number that's not very interesting, and yet the episode was extremely interesting. Yeah, there good go. one. Sneaky episode. I feel like we've done it again. Of course <laughs> we've done we have. it again, boys. Of course we have. <laughs> of course we have. <laughs> All right, well, we are Aaron Loathing. We're the Gitmo Bros. We're the number one rockers forever. I wish you would stop telling us that we're not. How many times do we have to say it and prove it? I have empirical it is what it is. evidence. <laughs> exactly. We're repeating ourselves at this it's point. It's a law of fucking nature. Like lava taking over your entire city. <laughs> We're not talking about nature. We are the, we are the, the number one rockers forever. It's the way it goes. So here we go. Episode 53 is now done, and we are going to proceed to episode 54 next time, where we will see all of these great listeners. And uh, say goodbye, boys. Bye. Bye. Signing off from the closet. <laughs> Ear and loading. Get the cock out of your keister. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.